1: to Money Over 50. Uh, today's topic, what does keep some powder dry really mean?
0: Well, it's ski season. <laughs> so, uh, I'm thinking of actually the slopes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of skiing in some
1: beautiful, <laughs> beautiful fresh powder in Japan or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I actually think this is probably, could be its own segment of uh, investing cliches that you hear and, and what, what does that actually mean and, and yep. uh, a, a good use of that cliche and where it's not used well. So what we're talking about here is the old saying of keep some powder dry referring obviously to uh, a bit of a history lesson I'm, I'm sure, you know, uh, the siege of a, of a city. Uh, the important thing was to keep some powder dry, so keep some gunpowder set aside so that it doesn't matter what happens to the, to the gunpowder that you've got there in action. Something happens and it becomes unusable. You've got a separate stash of gunpowder there that you can actually use in, to, so that if something happens to the other. So, how it's sort of, uh, talked about with investing is, uh, people referring generally to, I'm going to invest some money now, uh, or I'm going to do something with this money. Uh, but I'm going to leave some money sitting over here that I can get access to um, mm. so that I can use that to invest in the future or I can use that for some other purpose in the future. So basically similar to gunpowder, leaving that off to the side, leaving it sort of separate. So it's a saying that uh, we hear a lot and that we, we sort of have used ourselves at different times, but it's sort of a good thing to say. But But really there's a lot to that decision of... Do you leave some powder dry? Do you leave some money separate or do you leave access to some money separate or do you be fully invested from day one? And so, um, it's probably one of those things where we think that this will be a five minute conversation. Next thing you know, we'll be talking about it in half an hour's time. So it's, uh, it's going to open a can of worms here, I believe, yeah. because it, well, there's well, there's <laughs> any, any time I always think that, um, the, the, funny thing about so to, to explain, uh, so firstly, market timing is, is people use this saying as an excuse to try and time the market mm. go, I'm going to leave some powder dry and then I'll invest when when the market drops and so um, usually what, what I think happens is that uh, which and the evidence has shown over time that market timing just doesn't work you, mm. you just do not know if if uh, asset prices will reduce below where they are currently. Whether they will just continue to grow forever and a day, yeah. and, and even when that correction does come, it'll probably still be at a higher level than what you could be invested in now. Same. So, uh, it's it's sort of, one of those things where if someone says I'm going to keep some powder dry, sometimes what they really mean is I'm going to try and time the market, and, yeah. and yeah. I want to leave some money for you. And I think the market's going to go down, and I'm going to invest, or, and I'm going to try and invest at the bottom. And, yeah, we've been looking at this for the last um, few months as 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 it, there's been all the volatility uh, off the back of coronavirus. As um, you yeah, know, we know that we know that picking the bottom of the market is is a fool's errand and is is impossible to do. Mm. So, I think to me, there's a warning sign whenever someone says, "I want to keep some powder dry." Is it really just an excuse to try and time the market? And we call each other out on this all the time with our own mm. personal finances. Mm. With if you say to me, oh, I'm just going to keep some powder dry, I'd say, you're being a dirty, rotten market timer, don't do that. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is, is I guess, what it doesn't mean to me or where this is used poorly is when people say, I've got this money, I don't need it in the short term, I don't need it in the medium term, this money is for my long-term future. Yep. Uh, I could invest it now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave, uh, leave that cash on the sidelines and I'm going to try and get in when the market drops. Yeah,
0: so, so, um, we would, we would say to that, that, that hardly ever works. Mm. And, and that. And it's one of those things, it's not to say
1: that it can't work or that it doesn't work some of the times, but on average, that is, that is not the, not the best way to get ahead on average over the long term. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So,
0: so, so, um, what it, I guess, means to me, so I'll give you a story, a real, a real story of some, real clients with really good cash flow. Yeah. Uh they were they were um they're actually putting forty thousand dollars a year yeah. on top of maxing out their salary sacrifice contributions. Yeah. Putting another forty thousand dollars between them yeah. into their superannuation funds. Yeah. So um they they'd paid their their home off ages ago, but they'd kept that as a line of credit. Yep. Yeah. So um, ages ago we talked about, uh, yeah, um, they they really were interested in actually taking advantage if the price did drop. Yeah. So we came up with a strategy, yeah. and the important thing is to have a strategy in place in advance. In advance. Yeah. And um, really, really consistent with that forty thousand dollars of extra money. Yeah. that they've been putting into their their funds, um, good savers, and what. What, what, um, I'll say g'day to them, g'day to them, Steve, <laughs> Steve and <laughs> Alan, I hope you, I'm sure you don't mind me <laughs> so, <Give> so. <laughs> <have you laughs> care, yeah, yeah, so, um, uh, not giving away too much there so, so, um, what, what we decided to do is if the market fell, yep, by a certain amount, yep, and, and knowing full well that we'd never, ever time the bottom of the market, mm-hmm. and we still, we still missed it, yep, but... Um, we said we came up with the agreement if they if if the market had fall if the market had f- fell by um thirty percent and not knowing whether it was gonna continue to drop to fifty percent mm-hmm. or turn around, uh or whether it would have ever gotten to yeah. the thirty percent that we we'd talked about. Yeah. Um, we'd actually look to bring forward three years worth of their contributions. Yep. Right at that point in time. So basically, what they did at that point in time, the market did fall thirty percent in March. Um, they actually pulled back off their their line of credit off uh, or their mortgage off their home. Yep. And invested that. And invested one hundred and twenty yep. thousand dollars. At in in one fell swoop. Yep. Uh, and like I said, we 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 knew that we'd never. It would only be dumb like if we timed yeah. the actual yeah. bottom yeah. of the market, and they, yeah. they went close, but they yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they they didn't yeah. quite time the bottom of the market. So yeah, what they've done now yeah. is they've just swung that forty thousand dollars of fair cash, disposable load. cash flow into paying that loan yeah. for the next three years. Off oh, for the
1: next three years. Yeah. Yep. So so, so they, and so so to yeah. me, what what's interesting about that story is, is what they what they didn't do or what you didn't advise them to do when people generally think of keeps some powder dry is what I think people are generally referring to there is is three years before that saying, oh, well, instead of putting $40,000 a year into that investment, we'll save that and put that in cash, and then we'll wait until the market drops by 30%, and then we'll invest there. And, And the reason that's interesting is because we know that actually if they had have done that, You'd feel like a genius if you'd save forty thousand dollars in cash, and then um, you know share market dropped by thirty five percent. You know, if you set a trigger of thirty percent down. We're going to invest that one hundred and twenty. They still would have actually been worse off mm. compared to just taking forty thousand dollars every year and investing that, even after allowing for that thirty percent correction. Yeah. So uh, that's that's exactly that's a good example to me of one where um, what that what it does and doesn't mean, and where it is useful and not useful is that you don't want to be going. I've got $40,000 every year. That's for the long term. I'm using that to build up my retirement savings, but I'm going to leave that in cash and keep some powder
0: dry. Yes. That's really not how you want to use that. So that's right. So, so really with cash, cause I thought about a cash point of view as well. And, and whilst it's different for everyone, yep. the mecca would be, uh, to, to already have by the time you look at planning for your retirement, yep. if you're a good savers anyway and you had, Roughly one year's worth of, of income. Yep. Okay. Across that household already in cash. Yep. Um, let's call that about a hundred grand. Yep. So if you already had a hundred grand in cash. Yep. Um, and you had good cash, good savings, you, you, the only way you could do it with cash, I believe, is just to keep that hundred thousand dollars of yep. buffer there. Yeah, That's right. Um, use all of your disposal income. Yep. Not to build up in any more cash, but to yep. push into your superannuation fund. Yep. I mean, the, the rules of thumb still apply. You yep. still want to be, if you're a couple, you want to be maxing out your $25,000 each yep. to superannuation because yep. that's free money. Um, yeah, yeah, The money that goes in up to $25,000 every mm. year instead of paying an average rate of, say, 39% tax on that, you're paying 15% tax. Yep. Um yeah, it 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 really doesn't make sense if you were not taking advantage no, of it to, to, to boost, well, boost the cash. Big, yeah. But if you had that cash there left over, yeah. Um you could do you could do what they had done by using some cash reserves yep. to do that. Yeah. Um look with that we we we're not certainly not telling people to borrow off their home no. to invest, but but it's really, really nice once you've paid your mortgage off you have to, have to have that sitting there, yeah. like that, that well, line of credit well, you can pull it again. It is
1: interesting because it's, to me, it's something that uh, um, uh, I, I've talked about this at, at length, and uh, we've, we've obviously discussed it, where there's something different about having cash versus having access to debt, if that makes hmm. sense. So if you've got money sitting in a bank account, it's... It, it's, it's very hard for it to make sense. You have to be very, very lucky to try and, wow. you know, use that money to try and time and then you, you are essentially then just money. <coughs> well, so. well really, yeah,
0: now, now more so than ever. Yeah. So that, that, that really interesting. thinking back in, the, during the global financial crisis, Australia, we had the highest, um, term deposit rates. Yeah. In the yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. It was up around between the six and seven percent. Yeah. Now, um, fast forward to two thousand and twenty, I mean yeah. you're lucky if you're getting one and a half percent on your that's right, on your money in term deposits. So yeah. look it look it makes even less sense to from a return point of view, yeah. Cash really yeah. is just yeah. to keep you with that short term yeah. buff. I mean you're not you, you, that, you, you, you're exactly essentially right. going backwards yeah. um after, after, after stripping out inflation. Yeah. And
1: that's that's so that's interesting because that's um, to me, when, when we're talking about keep some powder dry, I, I think of that phrase in a different way, and I really don't think of it as an investing type thing. Um, what it means to me is, is to make sure that, and I guess it relates to your investments or to, to the way you invest for the future, is that to me it really means make sure that you uh, have a buffer so that you're not forced to sell your existing investments at a discount. Yep. And that's, that's kind of how I think about keep some powder dry is, have some cash in the bank that, will, whether it's cash to bank, whether it's access to debt, whether it is, but that's, that's not for, um, the sake of trying to use that to get into the bottom market. That's so that you know that you can meet all of your living expenses. Yeah. Uh, you can meet your loan repayments. You can meet any of those sort of fixed costs or any emergencies that come up so that you're not in a, in a situation where, uh, the market drops by 30% and not only do you, you know, To me, I'm not really worried if I can't get in at the bottom of the market, if I can't get any more in. But what I don't want to do is have the market drop by 30%, have have prices drop by 30% and then go, oh, gee, something's come up now and I need access to some money to pay for this or we need this to meet our living expenses for this month. I now have to sell some of my assets at a 30% discount. So that's really the way that I think of it is, Keeps me powder I really only relates to your your income needs, or it should really mainly relate to your income needs. Any of those fixed commitments that you have, that you know, mm. this this might come up, and it might force my hand here. I might be forced to sell down some of these assets mm. at a reduced price. So, mm. yeah, that's right. That that's kind of the way that I think of it. Is that uh, that's where I where I think the phrase makes sense is not so much about you know. Keep some powder dry to invest, it's keep some powder dry so that I'm not forced to sell down my yes. existing
0: investment. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
1: Um, and we've talked about this. Uh, one of the one of the best ways to, to keep some powder dry, which isn't actually about keeping powder dry, is keeping your fixed com- commitments down as low as possible. Mm. And so there's, um, uh, yeah, for example, we've talked about. If you'd like to go on a holiday for a month every year, you can either pay for a month's accommodation or you can buy a holiday home. Mm. And what people don't take into account is even, even if they were the same amount of money, which we know, we know they're not. Yep. Even if you said, I can, I can own that holiday home for the same amount for my month's holiday for the year. The problem with that is that in a year where your income drops or ceases or something goes wrong, You don't have the option to not pay that for that one year.
0: That's that's a that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So you're locked in. They they like each year, it's the same expense. It might be coming out ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but one you have to come up with. and one is optional. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the and the and the one that's optional is also variable. Yeah, if you only have two thousand dollars, like like we've discussed. Yes. Magnetic Island is 20 minutes from Townsville. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And there's people in yeah. Europe that would love it. It's the favourite place in the whole entire world. Yes. Because yep. you've got beaches and national parks and yep. hardly any people on them. Yeah. So, like, if you can't afford to spend yep. $10,000 on a holiday, yep. you go over to Magnetic Island yep. and yep. You have can a great right. two weeks for $2,000. Yes. 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 <laughs> yep. so, so, um, and that's a variable. Yeah. That's a variable. Exactly right. Now, what I like um what we find too when we look at this, um, people that tend to use that rule of thumb, so they're saying um I can own a holiday home for ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Um they also say that I can own a um you yeah, a car and a finance in fact I can own two cars and a finance yeah. And that, that that's only costing me, yeah, yeah, three hundred bucks a week. Yeah. And, and then they can own. And so
1: yeah. it becomes a compounding effect. It's of a compounding effect. It's all those things. Yeah, and that's that's the that's exactly right. Is it becomes a thing where you might have two households that are both spending a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm. But one of those households only has fixed costs of you know they they might be renting their renting a house, paid cash for uh, for mm. cars, and only go on holidays when they can afford it. They might only have fixed costs of fifty thousand dollars for the year. Mm. And the other, the other household might be spending the same hundred thousand, but they're all fixed cost and there's no scope to dial that back. You know, most years there's no difference for those households, but what happens is in a year where something goes wrong, this household has the option, has the ability to dial that back and say, well, look, you know, one of us has lost our job or there's been a health issue or there's been, you know, some global pandemic, for example, or something Mm. like that. They have the ability to go, okay, well, we can just dial back in these different areas. And, uh, to me, that's, that's a form of keeping some powder dry. Whereas the household that's fully committed just doesn't have that, doesn't have that ability. And so no. their, their lifestyle, they don't have the option to dial that back in. So yeah, that, that's a big one for me, I guess, thinking about those. What's the What's the movie where where mate says you've got to be ready you got to be ready to walk away and in. Ah, uh, movie's control. name's Heat. It's a really right. good movie. Yeah.
0: Robert De Niro. Yeah. it's a huge cast. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, yeah, Chino, yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it's funny for it's funny for a a man who is a has a wife and child and a financial planning business and all the commitments in the world. Yeah. That's my attitude to everything that isn't. Really important to me is I go. I don't ever want to own a holiday house because I can't walk. Like, yeah. whereas you go, okay, I go and stay at the same place. I might go and stay at the same the same holiday home every year and pay ten thousand dollars in rent. But in a year where I don't want to go there or I can't afford to go there, I yeah. just go. I'm not going. I can yes. walk away. Yeah. And whereas, and that's a that level of freedom is is uh, really valuable in mm. in in a world where, um, you know, I think that's something that we see where you look back over the last five years and think of how things have changed. Mm. And and everyone does the same thing. Where you look back over the last five years, 10 years, and you think, oh, all these things that have come up that we didn't expect and, and weren't sort of yeah. prepared for. But then when people look forward five years, they go, oh no, well I can rely on this, on this and this and this. And this, this. And this. Everything yeah. will stay the same. And it's yeah. just not how the world works. So that's a, that's a big part of that with the way I think of that. And, and it's like you touched on with your, even with loan repayment, the same thing where mm. I don't, I, I never want to have a loan that I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm running bang on those repayments every week. Um, yeah. even, you know, you always want to be in front of those those commitments. So if, if possible you want to be paid, you know, a bit in front of your home loan. And that's something that we look at with people a lot is that you go, if you're, if you're six months or a year in front of your home loan repayments. Yep. Yeah. There's a very different uh feeling or emotion around that is that you know that whatever happens, we've got a year. We've got yes. a year of breathing space before we have to worry about okay, how are we gonna pay for the house that kind And
0: of and um going back to Steve and Alan's example, yeah. Um they, they actually had more that they could pull back yeah. off their home yeah. than the hundred and twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Where we'd had that discussion and felt about right was it? it wasn't, it wasn't, um, they could repay that loan off in three years. Yep. So yep. you start to, um, add in more variables. That's right. If I'm you pull back you, six years worth yeah, of,
1: well, that's exactly what um, like we just said. You say, well, yeah, if you'd said we can, we can do 10 years worth of that, well, then you're really making a bet that the bet isn't really about the market anymore and whether you think things are going to go up no. or down. The bet is about, we think we'll have forty grand worth of spare cash like every year for the next ten years, yes, which, yep. as we know, that's that's not how life works.
0: And and the inputs that went into that were, okay, well, you know, if there was a year next year, for example, where they were they they'd, they'd you know they'd paid forty thousand dollars off, they'd brought they pulled back yep. hundred and twenty thousand dollars, they'd paid yep. forty thousand dollars off. One of them happened to lose their job next year. Yeah. Um, yep. we knew that the interest. Yeah. Which, which they could, in, in, in the, I guess the, the absolute minimum they need to pay yeah. each year is just the interest yeah. on that loan. And we knew that at an $80,000 loan yeah. and today's interest rates that, um, that effectively they could, they could, you yeah, pay for the interest yeah. standing on their head even if one of them yeah, lost their lost job. job. Yeah, that's exactly um, that. uh, So, so all those inputs went into that and, and would, you yeah, know, We'd sort of made the joint decision that bringing forward about three years worth of those, those contributions, contributions yes, a was about yeah. enough to to take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't too much. Yeah, that, that you then. In fact, yeah, you know, that, you're, that you're actually then trying to to bet, like you said. That yeah, in situation. There's also an interesting, interesting
1: for... one that I think with this um,
0: where it it ties into the
1: behavioural side of this where. Um, you and this gets into very very tricky area of market timing, but, mm. but what you what you sometimes have is that there's um, um for most people if you look at human nature when things are you know when when prices are dropping and you know in the mm. middle of coronavirus really good example, when there's you know absolute panic in the streets sometimes what you have is people want to do something so um even if, and I actually read a blog a while ago, a financial advisor who was, who was saying that what he does in, what he does for his own personal account, just to have some sort of feeling of control, is that he picks out companies, individual companies that he really wishes that he'd invested in 10 years ago at a yeah. much reduced price, but now the price has gone way up. Yeah. So as the price is he puts in buy orders at, at a price that's very, very, a long way down. And basically he was saying what that allows him to do is emotionally get through those downturns because he goes, well, worst case scenario, the price keeps dropping and I'll be able to buy it at a cheaper price and so yeah. I'll feel better about that. Yeah. So it may be the case, and I'm not saying that's in that situation, but for some people that's a way to to feel a bit of control around that is to go, well, if I've got, uh, if I've got an investment set up and I've got these things that are ticking along, you're basically treating it as a regret minimization tool where you mm. go, well, if prices just keep going up and up and up forever and the next correction comes and it's still way above this, that's fine because I'm already on track to meet all my goals yeah. and I, you know, I'm not worried about that. You know, if I've, if I've paid off my home loan in full and I've got some money invested and it just grows and, and the markets boom for the next 10 years, yeah. I'm happy with that because yes. I'm, I'm invested fully. Yeah. But if I've got that money invested and it drops by 30%, that's going to be really painful. And so mm-hmm. it, it hurts to watch your investments just drop. Sometimes a, a trigger or a, uh, an action like that that you can take to go, well, at least I feel like I've taken, mm-hmm. I've taken advantage of this price drop, not just that I'm on the receiving end of, of watching these balances drop. I've got to do something and, and take advantage of
0: it. Yeah, look, mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that, uh, thought Let's process. See, the yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, you didn't even, you didn't even know that's probably
1: a part of why you wanted to do it. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's a lot of those things where you go. You you need to. I think the big thing for me with this with this particular saying is when people say keep What is it that you mean? Is it a is it a financial decision? Is it an emotional? Is it a financial decision in terms of I'm just going to try and time the bottom of the market, or is it a financial decision in terms of I want to make sure that I've that I have enough to to have a buffer to get me through mm-hmm. a, a downturn so that I'm not forced to sell things at a discount. Or is it an emotional thing where I just want to feel like I'm in a position where I can take advantage of these price drops and yeah, yeah. that I'm on the attack and not just on the defensive person? Yes. So that, that's where these sorts of cliches that uh, you might have five different people say the same say the same thing, but they might mean five different things. So that's a big part of their job is, is unpacking that. What does that mean for that person and how does it relate to their
0: situation? Yeah. Yeah. A place to wrap up, I think know? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, good place to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over Fifty podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.